What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Ramley Viking Podcast. I have missed you. I know you've missed me. You got a long, long weekend. Uh, one week to, to the day, which is redundant, but I still wanted to say, oh, accidental rhymes. What are we doing? For my last episode, I know what you're thinking. What tragedy befell me and my family that caused me to miss not one, but two episodes? Well, basically, I'll tell you this. No tragedy, actually. Cause for celebration. I rode the lightning a little bit. And on Friday and Monday's episodes, aka, I was like, we're going to see how this, how this all pans out. I'm going to try and do an episode. Long story short, food poisoning last Wednesday from a Sam's hot dog. No, I will not abandon Sam's hot dogs for the rest of my days just for a short time. Yeah, it was gnarly too. Fever of 101 that night and I spent a few hours on the couch sweating it out at my parents and then I got up to the bed and sweated um, around midnight, sweated out some more and then Thursday woke up and I was like, okay, I feel like Wednesday, I mean, I was dead to the world. Thursday, I was like, okay, cool, I'm alive, but my body's pretty weak, pretty pissed off, hasn't eaten, still, my guts are all the way messed up, and so Thursday, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I, I need to take it easy, you know, it's kind of that, like, faux, like, you pop out of bed, and you're like, I'm better, and so you want to go do all the things, and go back to normal, and then pretty quickly, your body reminds you, like, hey, bro, we're kind of worn out still, um, also, you, you haven't eaten, so we got lots of... <laughs> Lots of things to do before um, we got a little ways to go get fully recovered before you can just go and do. So I took it easy Thursday morning. Um, by the time lunch rolled around, had some, had some beef for lunch. Got me feeling better. Had to do stuff, some stuff in the afternoon. And we were feeling better. Still messed up though. And I, I, I overdid it a little bit in the afternoon. Because I had to take a quick break and started to get the shakes a little bit again. Not fever, but just like slight chills. And I was like, dadgummit. <laughs> so I laid down. Nature, take a long nap. And then Friday rolls around. And Friday is the annual crosswalk for the gym ministry that our friend runs. Christ Fit. It's up in Edmond. Check it out. It's awesome. It's free to go. And it's, uh, they're doing big things. But annually, they do a... 100 mile crosswalk where they carry the cross both at to serve as a as a little reminder of an ounce of the suffering that Christ went through and to 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 put in perspective a little bit better real perspective you know of what that sacrifice looked like physically mentally emotionally all the above right just as a whole and then we have the second aspect of, you see a group of people who are walking around town for a day and a half, like, what the heck's going on? It's, to, it's, it's, an easy, it, it, it's a pretty simple way to, uh, to minister, to spread the gospel and, and get, provide opportunity. And you have people honking at you, happy honking, who are like, hey, yeah. And so that's, that's cool. But yeah, I did that. And last year, I was a pretty big participant. This year, I was like, ah, I'm still feeling all iffy. We'll, we'll, we'll be there at the start. Did six miles. That was way too much. My body was pissed. I was sat down Friday afternoon. No chance. Because I was going to like, oh, I'll put on an episode Friday afternoon. Nope. New. <laughs> My body kind of relapsed all the way. And 
So I was like, all right, well, no Friday episode then. Uh, my, my wife, however, I'll go ahead and spoil this, who ended up swooping in. And because I had, I actually had my Go Hard of the Week picked out. And I'm still going to probably acknowledge it, but she overtook him. And <laughs> this is someone who had been, who's been close, a close second a couple times on the Go Hard of the Week. And then someone just outdoes, outdoes him. So RIP feels so sad, but I guess, I don't know, just go harder maybe. She did, she walked, so it started 7 a.m. Friday morning, and she walked until 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. 53 miles is what she did before she just literally couldn't go anymore. So congratulations, hats off to her. She's a freaking beast, Um, more of a beast than me. And it, it kind of annoys me a little bit because as the man in the relationship, you want to feel like the beast, which I guess I, I just got to step it up is all, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, congratulations to her. She's a go hard of the week. Clap track in Sue or give her a good battle yell to celebrate. Yeah, kind of one of those, you know. So that's our go hard of the week. But yeah, she does that. And oh, by the way, I own a house. This is the first episode from... My first ever house, not a rent house, not someone else's name on the title and deed. Me and my wife own this house. So celebrate with me in that way too. It's pretty exciting. No, I don't have anything set up. I'm just at the kitchen island because it's the only space available right now because it's the only place I've unpacked at least. Haven't even sorted and completely organized, got everything arranged. But yeah, so that's exciting. And so that was happening. That happened Monday. So that's part of the reason why Monday didn't get an episode because this weekend was full of, so Thursday I was up in Enid. I was picking up a trailer. I was getting a bunch of my stuff from Enid and yes, recovering from sickness. So I came back up Thursday evening and, you know, had to park the trailer and my truck was full of my crap all weekend. Then Saturday, I don't remember what we did Saturday. It was busy. Something happened Saturday. Maybe I didn't do much Saturday. Maybe I just hung out. No, I did something. Nah, whatever. Saturday rolls around. Stuff happens. Don't remember what. Now, I've told it because I've told this story of my crazy busy weekend. And then Sunday rolls around. And Sunday is the gauntlet. We got church. We got our monthly go to lunch since the first Sunday of the month with our class. And then Juliana... This is another reason why she got go hard because like just 36 hours after walking 53 miles and still in recovery, she basically goes and runs what I'm going to dub a recovery 5k at three. Oh, and then our church was doing this little, they do this marriage conference thing every so often. And I was at 430 and we were doing that. And I, while she was running the 5k, I was helping a friend pick up a couch and Tetris it in the back of my truck and get it back to her house and unload it. So... And, and at this point, I was basically recovered. My guts were still jacked up. Poops were not good. You may not want to know that information, but we all know what I'm talking about. Poops were not good still. So that was rough. But do that. Do the marriage conference. And then you're like, okay, and then you got to chill. No. Then we drove out to Corn, Oklahoma. And because we, because my wife was adamant that first night we were going to have our bed, no air bed, no couch, no whatever, our bed. And that's where it was. So we picked up our bed and our dining room table. So we got in at, I don't know, nine something, a little before 10. And 
Then we got up the next morning. Now here's the kicker, right? We had to be back. 9 a.m. was our walkthrough, our final inspection walkthrough of the house. And then we closed at 10. It's about an hour and a half. So we had to be up at 6.15, load, get all the stuff loaded, tied down, and then be on the road by about 7.15. And we got up here, did that, did the closing. House buying process is wild. And then we immediately proceeded to, after we closed, come over and unload our bed and table. It was like, all right, go hit the storage unit and clean that out. And that's what we did the rest of the afternoon. We got everything. Now, we don't have every everything. There's still some stuff at my parents and her parents, but we did everything. And then we went out to dinner with my parents uh, Monday night, and it was like, oh. And then guess what? My wife works the next three days. So I'm here with the daunting tasks of, all right, start unpacking stuff. So unpack all the kitchen yesterday, get the Wi-Fi set up. And that's another reason too, no internet. And you could have gone to, could have just recorded it and gone to an internet cafe. I know, Yahanyak, but leave me alone, all right? I had, I had bigger, sorry, I had other stuff to do. And I just decided, you know what? We're just going to go until Wednesday. I'm going to remember this for next time when I'm moving or something like that. Like, hey, either pre-record or announce and just skip an episode. But ideally, you just pre-record and be good. So that's probably what we'll do. So that's why we're going to have a little bit of a short week of episodes. You have less time to submit your go hard of the week. And or tell me about your go hard moment of the week. And um, also less time to answer my question of the week. So that's, that's where I've been. That's what's been going on. Um, thank you for your congratulations on the house. Uh, shout out to new listener who happened to be, this is great. If she, I hope she listened to this. Laura, my realtor, walked into the home inspection and said, so I found this new podcast called The Rambling Viking. And I was like, no freaking way. So she listened. She enjoyed an episode. Shout out to you, Laura. Welcome to the Hanyak Horde. Welcome her in. First question she had was, what's a Hanyak? So real quick, I'm going to address that for any of the new listeners, people who aren't caught up. And basically, a Hanyak is an old, old, old-timey term for a farmer who was too, too stubborn to quit farming on his crappy land. So, so basically, he would be farming, and the land would be not very fertile or not very good farmland, essentially, right? There's something wrong with it. And instead of saying, you know what, I need to go find some, some more fertile land, some better land to farm, he, or she, I guess, says, nah. We're just going to make this work. We're going to stubborn our way through this. And so on one hand, it was, it was a derogatory term. Look at this idiot farmer who, who keeps farming on this crappy land. On the other hand, it's like, look at this determination to be able to make their situation work, right? So that's where we got Hanyak, and it has stuck and become a staple. I am the head Hanyak. We all are, collectively, the Hanyak horde. My new Wi-Fi, I decided, is called the Hanyak Headquarters. And no, I'm not going to tell you the password, but you come over, I'll tell you the password, make you type it in instead of sharing it, because it's a fun password. So we got all that going on. And that was, well, that's what's a, what a Hanyak is. So it's fun because it's playful. It is simul- It can be just as quickly a compliment or just as quickly an insult, all in jest and good fun. It's you know the stubbornness that so many of, so many of us carry and the hard-headedness, which is, can be our biggest strength and our biggest weakness, weakness all kind of at the same time. So we have fun with it, right? But, all right, so last week's question was, what is your favorite exercise or movement to do? I've got answers for that, people. Let's see, where are these answers? 
Oh, I got to give our honorable mention. Honorable mention for Go Hard of the Week goes to Connor. He he's doing he's leading kind of spurred this push-up challenge pre-dinner push-up oh shout out to jacob shout out to assistant band director shane shout out to shane he he's the he's the head recruiter for the pre-dinner push-up challenge which if you're not in on get in on there's still a couple weeks of it so we would love for you to come around and do do your dinner and if you follow me on instagram every night i'll post to my story Raw video, me doing the push-ups, and if you're offended by me being shirtless, just know it's not like a show-off thing. This is how I, that's just how I live, and I was like, I need to do my push-ups, and I'm not going to go put on a shirt to go do push-ups. In my, in my own house, it's my house. I can do what I want in my house. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have way too much fun with having a house, but yeah, join in basically every night for dinner. You just got to crank out some push-ups. I'm not going to tell you how many. You got to set that number. Uh, enough to be difficult, and but not too much to where it's going to be like breaking your arms and they're going to be noodles for the rest of the day or week or the time that we're doing this. So answers to questions. Where we are? Where are we? There we go. All right. Connor, he says his favorite exercise is the hip thrust. LOL. Uh, <laughs> But really, he likes upper body, so like curls, pull-ups, and he actually gave me his least favorite. He said, the devil incarnate are mountain climbers, and I would agree. I would rather go and climb a mountain than do mountain climbers every single time. It's just, it's just you're, standing, you know, you're standing still on flat ground doing something that feels 100 times harder, because at least when you're actually climbing a mountain, it's, there's some payoff and reward. The payoff and reward for mountain climbers is I stand up, my legs barely work, and guess what? I'm like, I'm in the gym, I'm in my living room, I'm wherever I'm doing them. And it's, and it's like, well, this sucks. <laughs> you actually climb a mountain, you get a great view, you get, you're out in nature, it's awesome. Yeah, so I'd rather climb a real mountain. And not in the sense of like, well, because it's the real thing. No, even a hard climb of a mountain is just not as torturous as mountain climbers. So I'm with you there, Connor. Shane says, running on the treadmill. He says, in his younger days, way back when he, you know, pre-treadmill invention, right? That's when he was coming up. He hated running. And I'm with you. I hate running, still do. But he's recently found a love for running on the treadmill. He said he just, he never really done it because they weren't invented when he, when, when, way back when, when he was first working out. So now that they're around, you know, he, he tried it and he was like, oh, this is what a treadmill is like. And so he, he enjoys that. He also enjoys sit-ups. He feels like it really works him hard. So if I remember correctly on his snapback, that's the thing. He Snapchat responds to me. And so I, it keeps me honest. I, I write down as much as I can and then I got to remember the rest. Rachel, and then Rachel said her favorite is the big three. Squat, deadlift, and bench. The yoke lifts. The beast lifts. So you're trying to get yoked, Jack, strong. That's what you're doing, right? That's this, the basic of basic. The, the three musketeers of lifting. If you don't know what else to do, the very least, go do that. And then go do some exercises that maybe like you can do your curls or tricep press or, you know, dips or leg extensions, leg curls and all that stuff and back extensions as along with those and bada bing, bada boom. You're gonna, you have a solid workout program. Now those are... We call complex lifts, meaning it's a, it's a lift that's using 
multiple muscle groups and with squat and deadlift, especially your whole body. Bench uses your whole body a little bit and engages all of them. So form is king here. So you, my my methodology is don't you you can go in and throw a bunch of weight and try and be rah rah rah. No, I'm I'm very let's do it functionally, let's do it right. It's gonna take a lot of patience, but the payoff is going to be huge, way bigger than you going in doing something wacky, throwing way too much weight on and hurting yourself. And guess what? Now you don't like lifting because I hurt myself and now you're probably not going to lift. But you go in, you work on full range of motion, you go lighter weights to really get that form locked in and strengthen those stabilizers that hold your form. And before long, when you are squatting three, you know, 250, 300 pounds or whatever you're squatting, you're going to be going butt to the floor. You're going to be you're going to be impressive. You're going to be so strong through and through and bulletproof, meaning injury proof. It's, it's going to be wild. So uh, my favorite exercise. That's right. Forgot to ask me or <laughs> forgot to ask me. That's right. I have my answer now. So those are the submitted answers. Thank you all for submitting those. The rest of you quit being Hanyaks and submit your answers to the question of the week. My answer to last week's question, favorite exercise and movement, it always has been, and it's partially because I'm real good at it, but just a good squat, a good heavy squat. And right now I'm working to improve that, and so I'm doing it with wedges, and I still enjoy it. I mean, first of all, wears you out when you're doing them right. Secondly, I was always really good at squat, way better at squat. I had, I got these thunder thighs, got to wear pants that are, I don't know, like two sizes too big on my waist just to fit my thunder thighs, all right? Built. Got these tree trunks down here. And so it's fun for me, and so I enjoy it. But that's one of my favorites. And there's lots of stuff that I like doing. Right now, too, the ATG split squat's one of my favorites because it bulletproofs your knees and opens up your hips and legs and helps with my mobility and flexibility, so I really, really like those right now, so... Yeah, least favorite, I mean, it's probably going to be the classic burpees. No one likes doing up-downs. And I'm going to call them up-downs because that's, that's what they were decades before anyone was like, burpee? No, it's, it's an up-down. And you might say, well, you jump at the top and that's the difference between them. It's an up-down. It's an up-down. So that was last week's question. This short week's question, guess what? Yes, I'm, I have an If you guess that I'm going to have an agenda behind this question, you're exactly right. I want to know, um, I've been playing with exactly how I want to word this because I don't want to make it too wordy and feel like you have too many options. I want to make it as simple as possible. So uh, I'm going to say, what's your best homeowner, new home pro tip? So that could be including all of the following, but not limited to, one of my favorite lines of language and waivers and stuff, is like a gadget. Like, oh, you know, smart lock or something like that. By the way, that's what I'm looking at. So if you have any pro tips on that, um, it could be, you know, this, oh, this type of hook or something like that is great for, you know, I'm a very practical person. So that's where my mind goes. But then like, it could be even just certain organization tips or like, hey, do this before you're fully moved in or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Just give me your best homeowner. Like, or you're like, hey, don't make this mistake that we did when we first moved in and we did this, this, you know, wait to do this or that or do this first, whatever it may be. Give me your best, and it could be new homeowner or just homeowner pro tip. Give me your best homeowner pro tip, particularly for new homeowners. Uh, if you don't know me, that's something I don't, I've gotten away from saying as much, but it is something that 
I've like ride the lightning. I've historically said is if I'm trying to like show, it's essentially like my version of saying like, oh, here, here's a quick life hack. I'm like pro tip. And sometimes I use it jokingly, you know, like pro tip, make sure to think about, think before you speak, but like pro tip, do this, right? And pro tips are, are just that. They're life pro tips that when you come to you, you drop a pro tip on somebody, bless their day that way. And it's great. So that's my question this week. I want to hear everything. What you got? Send them in because I need, I'll take all the pro tips first time owning a home here. And while I know my fair share, um, there is so much I've got to learn. So I want to hear that pro tip this week. Send them in. Very practical. I guess I'll have my answer (laughs) and answer, um, especially by this time next week. So we, or I guess it'll be Monday. I'll have an answer. We'll see what it is. I don't know. I actually don't have it off the top of my head right now, but. I actually might have one from experience, from from learning this the hard way. So, oh, I forgot to mention another reason. Did I mention this? No, I mentioned that I didn't have internet until yesterday. So that was another reason, and that I didn't want to do it. But in other news, as we kind of start to wind down the show, so I would recommend to anyone doing this. This isn't a pro tip, but. For whatever reason, we moved in. Everything's still empty, but we're like, we got boxes and stuff everywhere. And it hit me that this is my kind of like my one great chance to make that. You know that it's that Pablo Escobar meme of waiting from Narcos where he's it's the three pictures and he's sitting like on a porch swing in an empty pool and then at the dinner table by himself. And he just looks like he's just like sitting there deadpan. And that is the best and I realized I, this is my best opportunity to do this. So I did that. I took three pictures, one standing next to a window in an empty room, one sitting in the middle of my um, kind of living area that doesn't have any furniture or anything, just in a chair, and then one sitting in the middle of my yard in a chair. And I said, I don't know, I said, you know, had to, this, I, you know, I, I posted that, and then I went and pulled the, the original meme, and I made that meme. Or, and I showed the meme and then I showed my three pictures and I was like, golden opportunity. And I did the hashtag, if you know, you know. And then I typed in, I started typing in Pablo Escobar. And you know, on Instagram, it shows you like, oh, this one, this hashtag has the most posts and shares. And so I used the one that had that. And it was like, a suit was like Pablo Emilio Escobar, you know, it was like 17 names. And I was like, I don't know if that's a real Pablo Escobar, what they're talking about. I was like, I'll just do it, it'd be harmless, right? And I post it and then I share it to my story. And so it also goes to Facebook. Get a notification from Facebook has been flagged. And I posted about this if you followed it, but then that post even got taken down. Flagged for violating their community guidelines of, I guess, promoting hateful groups or a violent group or something like that. And I was like, hold on a second. I'm using, first of all and foremost, a meme making a harmless joke. And the meme is pulled from an adaptation. TV show about a really evil guy. And the story ends with him getting caught and killed. <laughs> so how am I, that's like 17 degrees that's of Kevin Bacon right there to get back to the actual. And it's just, it's, you know, I've heard about this, about how these algorithms and with this community guidelines and nonsense, they're just like, yeah, it violates it and all this stuff. And I've heard about people where they complain about how they're vague and whatnot. Well, I got to experience why well, I appealed it and was like, you, you, you totally missed the context of this. It was an innocent joke. And then my thought was maybe it was that 
that weird Pablo Escobar hashtag that I maybe should have looked into a little bit more before just slapping on my post. So I actually went and deleted that hashtag off the Instagram post. The Facebook post I think was already gone. And my account is restricted for 30 days. I can't advertise or go live. Two things I don't do already. So it's not a big loss, but I was like, dang, 30 days? Uh, wow. And so uh, someone's like, you got put in Facebook jail. And I was like, no, I can still post and share and do all that. I just can't do that. And I was so confused. I appealed it on Facebook. And then, and then I took screenshots, of course, of this whole process of them flagging the posts and whatnot. And then I shared that on my Instagram story and was like, what, what is this? It, the devil is alive. Like This actually happens. Oh, and to little old me too, of all people. And then that, the sharing of the, of, of the story, of the screenshot of them flagging my post got flagged on Instagram by the same people. And I appealed it and they upheld it. I heard back in 10 minutes and it was like, no, oh, we've upheld. This violates our community guidelines. And I was like, uh, what? I'm literally just showing the world that you flagged this post and you can't even really see the whole post. But I was like, whatever, man, whatever. Wow, the censorship is real. Am I, am, I, am I now vindicated as a conservative on social media? I think I am. I'm now one of the cool kids. Officially been censored. <laughs> for, a, for a completely harmless, irrelevant joke, apparently. I don't know. Crazy stuff, right, though? You have, any, have, you, have you experienced anything like that? I guess I, I had someone reply to my Instagram story, and they're like, Facebook is on another level now. And I also remember, too, what's coming up? Oh, midterms. We're a month away from midterms. And I feel like this is going to be par for the course coming all with any upcoming, all elections in, in the future. It's going to be... It's going to be, hey, we're going to crack down on everything and censor a bunch and be super selective. And something has to be done about this because I'm sorry, you might say, well, it's done both ways. No, no, no. It is very clearly heavy handed towards one side. And they're, they're, the bias comes through on what they deem as true and false and harmful and not harmful. And it's, it is not, it is unequally yoked to use Bible terms, right? The scale is tipped, whether intentionally or not. Because of just where, where these big tech people fall ideologically. And it's a problem. It's a problem. But yeah, uh, have a good laugh. I had a good laugh that uh, a complete joke of a meme got flagged on Facebook. And then ultimately on Instagram. And then my story did on Instagram of sharing the post. But the actual post on Instagram didn't. I think it's still up. You can go check it out. See for yourself. Let me know. Maybe you know more about this hashtag. But. You had any, anything like that, anything wild like that happen to you? I, I never thought it would really, I honestly never thought it would happen to me because I'm not big on social media. I don't have a giant presence. I just share funny stuff, political stuff, whatever stuff I find interesting. But pff, apparently, I was wrong. They're always watching. Always watching. From Monsters, Inc. Shout out. Movie is good. Second one was all right. It's, it's just like all the usual suspects. You know, it's like the original's the best. So that happened to me. But all right, I better go because I got so much more house stuff to, get a, to do. I got, I got to fold this laundry, sort my clothes, and keep put my kitchen table together, get that figured out. I got stuff to do, y'all. So I'm going to bounce, dip, squiddly yip, get out of here. And I hope you have a great week. If you haven't had a great week up to this point, let's turn it around right now. 
Uh, go do something hard. Uh, go put yourself under some good stress, whether that's a walk, whether that's a sauna, whether that's a swim, whether that's just pre-dinner push-ups. Do something like that. Little things that like that that you do can make a big difference. So uh, if you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord. Everyone else, thank you for being a part of the Hanya Accord. Let's keep growing the Hanya Accord. Share this around. If you enjoy this and uh, uh, if you... If you don't like what I'm saying or I'm not covering something you want me to cover, well, daggum, tell me, Hanyaks. Don't forget to answer this week's question. What is your biggest and best homeowner pro tip for me? And yes, that's open to interpretation. Don't know. Well, what are the rules on it? I don't know. Just think, what's pro tip homeowner? As a homeowner, what do you think is like, oh, this thing is huge. Send it. Whether it's a gadget I got to get, whether it's a way, a process I got to do or some, a way I got to arrange something, you tell me. I want to know. I don't know. Don't forget to submit Go Hard of the Week, whether for yourself or anything, or just keep me in the loop about all the stuff that uh, you're doing that goes hard. If you want to join the pre-dinner push-up, well, shout out to the newbies on the pre-dinner push-up challenge. We welcome you. We're up to like, I don't know, eight or 10 people. And if you're not a part of it, get a part of it. And you say, well, I, but on some days I work out arms. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work out my arms too. And Saturdays. And I'm still doing it. It's, if you, and if you work out in the evening, well, then that's a different ball game. But it's like, I work out in the morning and I do my pre-dinner push-ups. You can still do your pre-dinner push-ups. And you can do, you can do sit-ups. You can do air squats. I don't care. You do lunges. You do whatever. Just do something. You could use your five-pound dumbbells and do a shoulder complex. You could get a resistance band. Just something, right? Put you in that mindset of earning it. And if you forget to do them, don't worry. You can always do them after. About half the time, I end up doing them after anyways. As long as they get done. Doesn't matter. So that'll do it for us, though. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Hanya Accord. We'll see you right back here next time. Should be Friday, barring anything crazy happening as a new homeowner. But I'm feeling good. I, I've got internet. I've got a groove. I'll be more unpacked. Should be no problem. But we're going we're to keep riding that lightning. Uh, that'll do it for me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head Hanyak signing off.